0: Welcome to Investor Insights, the wealth management podcast where we address investor needs, help you enhance your financial situation, and explore all parts of a person's financial life. And now, the host of Investor Insights, Mike Williams. Hello there and welcome back. It's Mike Williams. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Today's episode we're going to call Laughable. Yes? So look, good news. Overnight, China reported their GDP and magically it arrived at exactly what most were expecting. Yet they devalued their currency again just yesterday. Recall the laughable part about this is it was only 18 months ago when chatter was the norm that the Chinese currency would become the new world currency, replacing that ugly old US dollar. Uh, Right. By the way, China's not growing at 6.7% as reported, but that's okay. Don't get frightened. It's all right. Don't worry. Why? Well, they still produce the equivalent of a new Greece GDP each year. They're probably growing at somewhere between three and four and a half percent. It's not too shabby but it's not world bending either. Slow and steady is just fine, guys. Likewise, as the year began in the midst of all the fretting over China's doom and the collapse in oil prices, along with quote, sub $2 a gallon gasoline, the natives were restless, or should I say, they were flooding out of their equity investments and clamoring into more bonds. Interestingly enough, if you look at some of the data, the readings show that people were selling equities for weeks as the new year started at the same panic levels as we saw back in the March 09 panic, or the end of the panic, I should say, nearly 10,000 points ago. And we still can create the same levels of fear What I like most about this data is that if you go all the way back to 2007, you're going to find that about 85 to 90% of the data points, by the way, this data is out every week, but 85 to 90% of those data points show outflows. Now, here's the kicker. Be assured of this. At the end of secular bull markets, the charts will look exactly the opposite the massive inflows will have been going on for years, just like massive outflows have been going on for the last eight. The benefits, well, look, long-term equity investors looking to own value can continue to shop and build during short bouts of panic, seemingly seemingly, becoming normal now. Be assured the masses show their fear with their wallets. Why else would anyone buy a negative rate bond overseas? I mean, after all, who wouldn't want a guaranteed 1.7% less on their money for the next 10 years while dozens of solid companies pay twice that amount and have for decades in dividends? As the title today notes, laughable. The good news is rates are gonna likely stay lower for longer than expected even though they should rise a bit in my opinion. They'll stay low not because of the Fed. but Because if you live in other parts of the world where negative rates are the norm and your alternative is plus 1.7% for 10 years, well that looks like a steal. The all feared earnings season has slowly begun. It was expected to be the worst in decades. But it's been okay so far, at levels far better than expected. Surprise, surprise, seems companies can indeed get out of the way of the various oncoming freight trains heading right at us, loaded with doom. Let's remain patient, though. I stand by the idea that we can be somewhat confident there will be a few potholes in this earnings season. And we need to be ready to take advantage of them while others will see them as negative The barbell economy is at work under all the noise. Make certain you're aware of it. The March ISM Service Sector Business Activity Index came in strongly from its February low. The much-feared deterioration failed to materialize. Another surprise. February's very weak reading was likely influenced by the panic that we started the year off with excuse me, started the year off with and infected some areas of the market for a few weeks. By the way, the second version of this thought process is this. If you look at the current reading of the ISM index and you have say 20 years of that reading, you will find we are in the upper 85 percentile of that reading, meaning only 10 or 15% of the time over the last 20 years, Has the ISM service activity been better? Not too shabby for a, quote, tepid recovery, is it? Remember, we have slowly converted to a FedEx economy. I call it overnight supply management, something we wrote about years ago. Pipelines of activity, excuse me, pipelines of, of materials, of inventory are thin with supply. They will get thinner more as supply management tools focus more on even quicker turnarounds and efficient use of capital. Generation Y will do even better with more technology advances. To point to all this, pretend for a minute that consumers stopped spending money tomorrow by half at 9 a.m. In about 35 days, we would literally run out of stuff across the country. Hence, it's tough to stop orders and create a recession of any significance as our FedEx economy advances forward. That overlooks, of course, the tiny little issue of Generation Y. That's 86 million strong contingent. It's going to grow up. You're going to change all that we know about the economic world. Weekend pondering thoughts as we get ready for the weekend here. In the late 70s, early 80s, the largest generation of people to ever hit our economy began to hit the system. To the surprise of all experts at the time, in the midst of very ugly circumstances everywhere one looked, the economy exploded as that egg went through the snake. Today, the new largest generation of people to ever hit the United States economy is setting their feet in the blocks, getting ready for their race. They're preparing to take the baton from the baby boom generation. Do not mistake this for the end of the world. Do not fall for the gimmicks of experts like sock gen geniuses telling us how bad the world is gonna get. Imagine for a moment, You were investing back at the last demographic shift of this magnitude. Imagine further that you became enmeshed with all the mess present in the late 70s and early 80s. And lastly, imagine how foolish it would appear now if you had thought back then, when the Dow had just begun its rise for 20 years, if you had had this thought, and I quote, I am not going to invest with the Dow at 1400 because it's never been this high, and the future looks terrible." Unquote. Imagine how foolish that would look today. Yes, I agree, looking everywhere it's very uncomfortable given all the terrible indicators out there, the terrible experts flashing news in front of our eyes that say it's all bad. But that's always the way it is when you have a pause in the economy as it shifts gears and passes the baton. Hope these thoughts have been helpful. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks for joining us. Until we see you again on the next podcast, may your journey be grand and your legacy significant.